This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. I barely edit the episode. No, really. I threw this together very quickly to make sure I could get it to you. Mistakes abound. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table is my best friend in the whole wide world. It's Matt Rose. Hooray. Hey, Matty. Hi. How are you? I'm well. And joining me through the power of the internet and a little something called Skype, it's our great friend, Jen Hansen. I don't know why you got the Imperial March, but yeah. Jen. Well, I'm wearing black, so. There it is. I just saw you and thought Darth Vader. I'm wearing black. I'm sort of a father, but the other part of it, which is a mother, doing great. Go ahead. (laughs) If this is your first time joining us, there's a gas leak that has slowly been poisoning us for 130 episodes. Um. And this episode is no, no exception. exception. No what we exception. do around these parts is we do watch a horror anthology television show called Monsters. Horror anthology means that every episode is different, so you don't need to catch up on plot. We're going to tell you all about it, baby. Um, we also do something that's called the Dark Side Guess. We're based on title alone. We guess what this episode is about. And today's episode was called Mannequins of Horror. <laughs> Yikes. What a name. Um, that is I'll, quite a name. I'll go first because right. uh, I was really struggling with these dark side guesses. Yeah, yeah. It took me it took me an hour to come up with my dark side guesses for the past oh, couple. Buddy. Mannequin. Well, that beats the 20 seconds that it took me to write this. <laughs> you know what's cheap? Dolls. You know what's terrifying? Dolls in the dark. <laughs> The end. The end. My pen stopped working. Oh, no. I mean, you're you're not wrong. (laughs) Fact, fact, fact. Dolls are scary in the dark. Uh, Mannequins of horror. It's Halloween night, and on a dare, six high school freshmen break into the old abandoned department store. One by one, they begin to disappear and are replaced by mannequin versions of themselves. Can you say the last part? The end. Can you say the last part one more time? Because it audio weirded. Sure. Yeah. One by one, they begin to disappear and are replaced by mannequin ver- versions of themselves. One, one, one more time. It keeps cutting on. Okay. Mannequins of horror. It's Halloween night and on a dare, six high school freshmen break into the old abandoned department store. One by one, they begin to disappear and are replaced by mannequin versions of themselves. Ooh. Ah. Like that one. No thanks. Yikesers. Well, I don't like dolls. I like I am I, I my grandparents <laughs> they had a house that was full of like those old like Victorian porcelain dolls where they're like babies, 
Nope. Yeah. Nope. Those things no, got up and you. moved around on their own. I know it. Oh, um, yeah. It's a fact. Okay, here's mine. Mannequins of Horror. Giovanni Prado was lucky to escape with his life when his fashion studio caught fire. Str- <laughs> struggling. <laughs> if we both kissed our fingers <laughs> yeah, as yeah, if to say, <laughs> Manifique. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure what I did, but okay. It's the uh, name of the. Uh, it's the oh, name. Oh, there's another name. Wait, just wait for it. <laughs> Struggling to replace his replace his tools and material, Giovanni went to the estate sale of dis- <laughs> disgraced fashion designer Olaf Hammerson. There, <laughs> he purchased Olaf's entire collection of antique French mannequins for a steal. What Giovanni would learn was the true cause of Olaf's death and who or what was responsible. Whoa. Is that mannequins, y'all? Yeah. (laughs) I want to say it's those dolls. It's the dolls. I bet it's the dolls. I bet it's the dolls. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. uh, None of those guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with those sweet deets. Sweet deets. All right. So, we watched season one, episode 23, Mannequins of Horror. This episode aired May 20th, 1989. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. In an Orwellian society, a female doctor in an insane asylum tries to help her patient, a former brilliant surgeon obsessed with giving his life to clay figurines, before the asylum director deems him incurable and therefore expandable, is what it says. (laughs) I assume they mean expendable. We are Uh, the expandables. (laughs) Look how big I am. Uh, This (laughs) episode was directed by Ernest Farino. Uh, Ernest Farino was a two-time Emmy winner for uh, Dune and uh, something else. Uh, He started as (laughs) Was it the the sci-fi Dune that was made in like 2000s? Okay. Yes, it was. Very cool. Uh, he actually started as a designer and animator of video effects. He animated all sorts of things from the Pillsbury Doughboy to the Terminator. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Well, that explains why yeah. they had stop motion in the yep. episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Joseph Anderson. Uh, he's a TV writer going back to the 70s based on a story by Robert Block. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode starred Glennis Barber as Dr. Jarvis, uh, Dr. Jarvis, the lady doctor, uh, not like vagina doctor. Wait, hold uh, on. Did they say Dr. Jarvis? Yes. With a V? Because that is not what I heard. I heard Dr. Yes. Jarvis the whole time. Uh, according to IMDb. Oh, I'm not, Dr. I'm not, I'm not Dr. arguing Jarvis. with but you. But then again, IMDb <laughs> says that this man is expandable. Expandable. So, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll just call her whatever we want. Dr. Tardis. <laughs> uh, Glennis was in uh, EastEnders uh, from 2010 to 2017. Uh, she was in Point Break. She was huh. in lots of stuff on the BBC. Uh, William Prince played Dr. Colin. He was in Stepford Wives. He was in Network. Uh, lots of very, very recognizable character actor. Uh, and Brian Brophy played Dr. Star. He was a background actor in lots of stuff. He was in Armageddon, Kiss the Girls, Shawshank Redemption, um, hmm. and just had a had himself a, a nice little career. Oh. Huh. Hello.
Ryan's family out with him. Must be something on. Oh, jeez. Candied crit is my favorite. Oh. Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Oh, shh. It's starting. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. <laughs> the door from the Monsters swings wide open to reveal a dystopian nightmare. Yep. You want to hear the world's most annoying sound? It's at the start of this episode. <laughs> so I counted um, when they cut from the the exterior shot to the room where it is just him tapping the the letter opener. Yep. 19 seconds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote, uh, no one will be admitted during the thrilling tapping scene. <laughs> Rap, tap, tap, tap. Uh, it's the cuckoo's nest, baby. Yeah. So we have we have three characters basically in this episode. We have uh, Doctor Jarvis, aka Clarice. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Doctor Colin, who is uh, Doctor Cuckoo Pants, and then we have Doctor Star, who is the uh, the, the hospital jerk. Right. He's the suit. He's the bad guy. The heavy, yeah. so to speak, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so doctor, go ahead. Well, they set this up that um, Clarice Starling is talking to Hannibal Lecter and it's like, hey, you were a really talented doctor. He was a surgeon during, well, we don't find out that he was d- during the war, but he was a surgeon during the war. Are you, you were a gifted surgeon. Are you still having those hallucinations about the clay men? And the moment she says hallucination about the clay men, I was like, oh, yep, clay dudes. I wrote, I smell stop motion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I wrote was, oh, shit, is this the episode with the little clay dudes? Because I actually remember watching this when it aired. So what? Yeah. Oh, cool. No, I don't remember this one. I do remember the clay dudes. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember nearly anything else, but um, spoiler uh, alert, I, I like this app. Yeah, I liked it. It's a, it's a different app. Also, I did not remember the clay wangs. I'll tell you that Oh, much. I didn't remember that either. <laughs> and then in full display, many a wang. I just wrote little dicks. <laughs> So, I think I think I wrote something. Yeah, I wrote, whoa, the little clay dudes have wieners. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote clay wieners. <laughs> okay, yay. Okay, so we're all on the same page. Great. Oh, yeah. So, there was not a moment in me that wasn't going to call out wangs. <laughs> oh, no. Of course not. So Dr. Colin, who was a talented surgeon and a brilliant man, has been a patient in this, this state-run mental facility in this dystopian future for eight years. Uh, we know it is a dystopian future because uh, cigarettes are too expensive to smoke or get anymore. Uh, there's uh, a black though, market for cigarettes, apparently. Yes. Um, and they talk about how they have to serve the state or they basically have no purpose. Uh, so dudes like Dr. Colin, like, what, what are you doing, son? Uh, so if he doesn't uh, come up with something to do, they're going to put him in perpetual care. Yes. Which... Which Doesn't I guess means, good. guess that means it's like hospice, but well, yeah, they probably just keep, keep you, you alive. They probably just keep you drugged the whole time 
it makes it you easy like it makes you more pliable and easier to deal with like a little clay man like a little clay man um and this is when uh colin tells jarvis that he wishes she was in charge he is not a fan of dr um star so i (laughs) the names that i have are all wrong except for dr colin and the only reason why is because i had to cross out s because i could swear they said dr collins dr jarvis and dr stall so (laughs) like later in the episode they they said star and so i wrote next to stall star question mark (laughs) this uh, this episode was interesting because uh it was a very atmospheric episode that had no real like haunted exposition dumps or anything not really worry about like well come in dr jarvis as the female doctor here and you know like there was none of that so it was a little hard to no, it, uh, catch names and catch info it's real 12 monkeys right out the gate yeah yeah, yeah. it really kind of just has weird hospital if they if they would have done more dutch angles it really would have been uh, would have been 12 monkeys Yeah, it would have been 12 monkeys yeah um why did I write down quiet, no talking as I prattle on about surgery? Uh, because that's oh. what uh, that's what Dr. Colin yelled at his little clay men when he was starting to do little clay surgery. Yeah. He, uh, and the little the little clay men were gathering around with their little wangs out. Yes. He um, he starts talking about how he's working on a new cardiac procedure. These little clay dudes are anatomically perfect. Um, which to me I thought was funny because they don't have skeletons. So no, they are not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the little dudes start to move and that's when he yells at them to shut up. Um, and then I just wrote, Hey bud, don't look directly in the camera. I wrote, he looks (laughs) dead nuts into the camera. That is right down the barrel, baby. Jen, Jen, did you write anything? Okay. I wrote, look in the camera. (laughs) It's like we all took notes in the same room without doing yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is the act break, I believe. Yes. It, it really is. It's a sh- very short act. I noticed that, but uh, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Do you wake from your finest fantasy? Only to return to your daily nightmare. Is your mother about to look younger than you do? Does the woman of your dreams... I love you. In my dreams, I love you. ...still have a few doubts? Then it's time to take a stand. To break out of your dull, humdrum life and into Brazil. You're so pleased. You can make it right this way. It's about flights of fantasy and the nightmare of reality. We're all in this together. Terrorist bombings. I don't think it involves anything unsavory. Trust me, Jack. And late night shopping. True love 
You don't trust me? Trust you? Trust you? The man who hijacks my truck, loses me my job, has every security man in town looking for me? Of course I trust you. I was only trying to help. Yeah. And creative plumbing. There's a problem. Can you fix it? No, I can't. From Terry Gilliam, director of Time Bandits, Jonathan Price. Sam, what are we going to do with you? Robert De Niro. I came into this game for the action, the excitement. Go anywhere, travel light, get in, get out, wherever there's trouble, a man alone. Catherine Hellman and Michael Palin. We've always been close, haven't we? Yes, Jack. Until this all blows over, just stay away from me. Brazil, it's only a state of mind. We're all in it together, kid. Confession time. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Uh, probably. It could be my favorite Terry Gilliam movie. It's it's good. I got God. I remember when I got my first job and I was able to buy my first DVD player. One of the first things that I bought was the Criterion for Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have that. Um, my parents had I think we had it on beta when I was a kid. And, Man, um, Bustaman's so cool with all those extra lines of resolution. And lines of resolution. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it just looks better. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that uh, that is a great movie. Um, it It's so weird to see how the studio made him change it. Yeah, did you watch the documentary about it? The it might be on the part of the Criterion set, the Battle of Brazil. Probably, but that yeah. was that was twenty years ago, so I probably forgot most of it. Yeah, they tried to tack on a happy, happy ending, ending to this dystopian nightmare, nightmare where film. everyone loses. Yes, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> yeah. My f- my um, favorite Terry Gilliam movie is still The Fisher King. Really, it's a great movie. Yeah. Fisher, Fisher King uh, just struck me at the right time. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah. So I need to watch Brazil. Yeah, I would recommend it. Oh my! All right. And we're back. Yay! Um, I called this section. I really hate activities. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wants nothing to do with the um ins and outs of this hospital he wants his clay the men room? yeah yeah Forget the day room it. Yeah. the day room more like the day not disturb me while i'm <laughs> working <laughs> i'm gonna keep going no yeah. please, yeah, no, please continue almost, you almost have it oh it's so close <laughs> day not disturb me while i'm working with my clay men it's more like the day room it's more like the damn i don't want to go there room Ooh, ooh, i like that one Day room, more like day better not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nuts. Day room, more like did I do that room? I like that you added the room at the end. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's still a room. It is still a room. I mean, I think we can all agree. (laughs) <laughs> that at the end of the day, it's it is still just a room. Let's put aside our political differences, any views we have on religion, and just say at the end of the day, it's still a room. It is still a room, and what a room it is! But not for Doctor Collins. He wants nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with it. it. Nope. 
I really hate activities. <laughs> uh, so Dr. Uh, Clarice brings him the anatomy books that he wanted for his sculptures uh, because he does not want to leave the room. And he's a very talented surgeon, but at some point his brain done broke, I guess. Yeah, he, and was, oh. he said that his brain got full and exploded, which is a yeah. way that I would probably explain my brain. So <laughs> no, that's... fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down. I used to be a genius, but then my brain blew up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be smart, and then it came out my nose. <laughs> when they said brains, I thought they said trains, and I said I would take the next one. <laughs> <sighs> so I think that it's around this point that she picks up one of the figures and realizes that he made one for her, but like... We don't know how anatomically correct this doll is because they don't show us. Right. But um, he said it was a work in progress. But he and oh. she, it's a work in progress because it did not have nipples. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she, under her breath, I rewound it like five times. She went, my God, my pussy. nailed <laughs> 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 it. And then, yeah. And then she whispered, he got it so right. <laughs> Flaps. <laughs> That's hard to do with clay. I mean, yeah, I think we can really all, is. especially yeah. at that yeah. scale. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. This is a miniature. All right. I digress into that post. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> get... <laughs> I got another five minutes on this. <laughs> uh, they're talking about how Dr. Star has it out for the out for him. Um, Clarice is like trying to be supportive. Dr. Star is not a fan. No, no. And he's no, like, you better not. You got to play a little bit of ball, Dr. Collins. Yeah. So just come with me to the day room and that'll, that'll get you a little wiggle room, I guess with, with Dr. Star. That'll show that you're, you're trying. Yeah. And he, so is Dr. Star in a new position because Dr. Colin has been there for like eight years. So it's not like. I think he is. Okay. It seems like he's the new big fish. Yeah. Dr. Star is. Okay. He's the new okay. nurse ratchet, so to speak. Okay. Um, when do they threaten him with phenyl pentothal? <laughs> uh, well, they, they have to go to the um, the session. So they're they're in the session and he starts talking about how um, he had this hallucination where his body was coming apart. And, and he had, during this session, Dr. Starr had given him something. He had, like, asked how he was feeling after <laughs> he received some medication. So I thought it was some sort of, like, serum or something. Well, I heard them say, and I know that there's a real drug, like, but I'm, I just wrote yeah. down, phenyl pentothal. Sodium pentothal. Okay. Maybe it was sodium pentothal. I don't know, but I thought that was a quote-unquote truth serum. Well, it just re removes your inhibition to lie. It doesn't actually prevent you from lying or telling the truth. Um, but so, yeah, uh, he he starts going over um, uh, how he had a feeling that his body was coming apart uh, and his parts wanted to escape his decaying body. And I believe that that is when he starts seeing the um his hand come off yeah and and start to crawl away great effect yeah it was great yeah, that was, it really was great creepy. loved it 
so he has his plan that he's explaining is he's putting quote unquote some of himself into each, each of doll. these little play figures each of these dolls and basically his plan is that he's going to cheat death yeah he's going to he's going to put his soul into one of these dolls that won't decay and yeah this is this is when he sees after he tells the doctor um what is what his plan is and then says that this is his destiny um he he begs for permission to continue and that's when his hand crawls away and he screams um and then it just cuts to back to his room and i think that this is you know unseen uh where star is like okay we just need to you know put him in a in a cell and lock him away forever or euthanize him or or you know right. what have you so dr star shows up in his in his cell with um, an orderly or a janitor i wasn't really sure dude. yeah yeah just, some just another dude. heavy yeah uh and they are there to remove doc to take dr collins clay away and he said i'm just about to implant their brains <laughs> yes uh well and uh when they enter he had to smush the ear that he was making on the one doll because I, I think that he was starting to hear out of like four pairs of ears or yeah. you know, so yeah. he, he had to smush it so he wouldn't hear anymore so, from the doll's ear. So this is a weird thing. Why can he hear now? Oh, that's a good question. Because those other dolls were moving around. Right. Like they didn't show their ears, but we can assume they have them. Well, the other, th- the smooshing is also, is it his doll that he smooshes, smooshes the ears on? Oh, that's well, a good Well, he's point. talking about putting pieces of himself in each one. Yeah. And it looked like the doll he was working on had, um, there were like stitches around the scalp. Yeah, there were. Yeah. Like, like he had just put the brain in, so maybe yeah. the the brain connected to the auditory senses or something like yeah. that. It's yeah. a stretch, but. Right, but when okay, we'll come back. Put a pin right. in smushing the ears. Okay. Uh, and uh, Doctor Collin is very upset. He's telling Doctor Star, "We can do what you want. I'm going to build a perfect race of men, right. a perfect society." Yeah. I have created salvation. I don't sound like a despot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the. The janitor, orderly, whatever, um, starts to move some of the stuff. Colin uh, attacks them and Star, um, and then tries to choke Star. So, and uh, at this time, um, Doctor Jarvis sees some of the clay figures move. Like they're, you know, they're a little curious. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, and at this point, uh, Colin is restrained, and I think the yeah, they drug him. Um, and then he. He tells the dolls to hide. Uh, yes. And then he wakes up in the middle of the night and the dolls are moving around um, and they free him. And that, I believe, is also the act. That is also the act break. Yeah. I wrote down, I'll kill you. Clay, cut me free. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really straight ahead episode. Like It is yeah. very, very much so. It, um, it's pretty compact. Yeah. Like when I think about it, like, you know, it doesn't have a lot of things that you can glom onto it's like okay that kind of for the world that they created 
Nearly everything yeah. makes sense. So yep. I believe that the story that this is based on is the same story that was in Asylum. The oh, um because yeah. the stories were written by Robert Robert Block. Robert Block, yeah. And it is very, very similar. Um, but in this episode they're clay and in the other um in, in Asylum they were little robots, but they had like guts. Oh, interesting. Um okay. And they, I mean, they, the ending for Dr. Star is the same. Um, it's, I mean, I can't imagine that he wrote more than one short story about this. So I would wager that they are. Um, but yeah, I watched this, I think last Friday, didn't I text you like Friday or something and, and tell you I was watching it? Uh, and in Asylum, the character um, gets attacked by one of them uh, and steps on it. And then when the foot moves away, you see that it's got guts. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> they did a good job with that. I mean, it's like, you know, like a turkey liver or whatever, but like. Yeah. It's still guts. Yeah, it was gross. All right. Well, if that's the break, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Good morning. It is time for ice cream. What's good? What to eat the ice cream? Where am I? Humans require ice cream. What is this place? Eat the ice cream. I don't want any more. Eat the ice cream. How long have I been here? You're so hungry for delicious ice cream. Put that away from me. Where's Steven? Everyone you love is gone. There is only ice cream. Ice cream, that's all we need. Delicious There's no way that's a real <laughs> Halo Top commercial. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe it's from another country or... Uh, yeah, that... said it's from a year ago. I I wonder if they ever actually did anything with it. I I don't know if the because their new spots are great and they are also they're definitely dy- they're not that dystopian, but they are. I don't know if you've seen any of them. They're uh, uh, PJ auditioned for him. Actually, he got a call back in uh, Chicago to be the the ice cream man who's doling out like the hard truths of adulthood. <laughs> this is the lyrics to that song that's playing into the background. Yeah. If you should leave, run away with me. I'll give you ice cream down by the sea. I don't need <laughs> birds. I don't even need bees. Just need ice cream for you and me. A tasty treat that you must eat. You just need ice cream to feel complete. 
I don't need love. I don't need bees. Just you need ice cream for you and me. <laughs> Everyone's gone since the Great War. It's only me and the machines. <laughs> I scream for you. I scream for me. I scream for someone to set me free. Humans like me don't breathe or sleep. A little ice cream. That's all we need. Well, that is the dystopian hellscape that these little yeah. cray creatures from this episode belong in. Yeah. 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 If you search for uh, just Halo Top commercial, you could see there's like, I think there's a compilation of the new ones. Uh, yeah, I really want to know where that thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. Cute. But cute doesn't get you ice cream. You know what does? Realizing love is an illusion and we all die alone. <laughs> But we're in love. You know what? Love is always worth it in the end. Really? No. I am close. Is he okay? Are any of us okay? I'm not. Ice cream for adults. Cause adults need a lot of ice cream. Ice cream! Ice cream! So what did you all do to deserve ice cream today? I made this. Hmm. You know what Donnie made? Not enough to cover his mortgage. What's a mortgage? It's like waterboarding, only you do it yourself. <laughs> I just had my sixth birthday. Happy birthday. When you're closer to the inevitable. <laughs> Every day we die a little bit more. All right, that's the lesson today. Now get out of here. Ice cream for adults. Because adults need a lot of ice cream. Can I have some ice cream? You know why Stanley over there deserves ice cream and you don't? Um, because he's having a bad day? More like a bad decade. He's not bad looking, he's just not very photogenic, so he can't meet anyone online. But he keeps swiping and swiping. I can totally hear you, you know. And swiping and swiping. That's sad. That's life. Ice cream for adults, adults need a lot of ice cream. So you think you earned yourself a little treat today, huh, kid? I did my homework. You know what your mommy did today? Actual work at a job she can't stand. My mom's trying to make partner. Partner? Yeah, at an ethically questionable insurance company. <laughs> Okie dokie, looks like we're on the same page. Here, why don't you skip this over to your mom? She looks like she needs it more than you. Go on. Ice cream, because adults need a lot of ice cream. They're great. I love these. They're they're so they're so weird and they're so dark. Yeah. And I love them. Yeah. And we're back. Yay! Uh, through a glass door, a, a female doctor looks pretty nude, let me tell you. I was like, wait a minute. Is this a shower scene that's happening yeah. here? But she is not nude. She is just wearing a pink top. And she walks uh, into Dr. Star's office. While Dr. Star is drinking, as far as I can tell, Victory Gin. I put straight vodka. I don't oh, know yeah. what. I just wrote that he was... Uh, drinking a beverage and then he confirmed it was vodka like 10 seconds later well i was keeping it with the 1984 theme of beverage so well, i'm gonna keep calling it victory gin we entered the Dukes. real what's that dicks <laughs> <laughs> take that <laughs> you'll never correct me again yeah <laughs> I'm a woman. 
Well, we enter the section of this episode that I call, this is where the real horror lives. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, this guy is basically the boss in every sexual predator lesson that I've received in the last three years. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is a monster. He puts his forceps on her decolletage and runs it down like... Yeah, he's just a real... He's a real creep. creep. Yeah, I wrote Star Becomes a Real Creep, and I underlined real creep. Yeah. Um, and and while he's doing this, he is also dissect. He, he takes one of the perfect little dudes and just slices him right in half. In half. Yeah. And that's and when we can see guts. clay intestines come yeah, out. We can see the guts. Oh, the, it's it's so great. Whoever made yeah. those clay dolls did a really good job. It's really good, yeah. Did a great job. And then um Clary Starling, aka Dr. Collins. Nope, Jarvis. Yep. Dr. Jarvis. For some reason I wrote she's a classy sassy lassie and she ain't going to put up with none of this guff. Oh yeah, cuz nope. he tries to kiss her and she throws his drink in his face and then leaves. Yeah, she wasn't taking no guff from no man. Yeah. She works hard for the money. Uh, 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 uh. So, so hard for it, honey. Uh, 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 uh. She works hard for the money. So, so you better, better treat, treat her, her right. right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where she asks, can I go? <laughs> can I get out of here? Yeah. Well, she gets out of there because... Um, the the gray the gray clay man has to perform a little bit of eye surgery. <laughs> yeah, very very shortly, uh, and when we find out during this that uh, Doctor Colin is being shipped out in the morning. So this end is kind of a blur for me. Yeah, it it did go it did go a little. Um, I could have watched it again, but I was enjoying it the one time I watched it mm-hmm. that yeah. I just kind of let it happen. But all I really know is that <laughs> Dr. Star gets stabbed in the eye and Dr. Um, Lady comes back and is like, what the fuck? And smushes the claimant's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that so is... she, Clarice first goes to check on Dr. Colin. She sees that he's, he's sleeping and sits in his room and smokes while this exchange, while Dr. Star is being, um, is being attacked with the, the little dude with a scalpel who just straight javelins and right into his eye. Yeah, I, I wrote, they show it. Yeah. I, yeah. Wrote, I wrote, Oh shit. Little man zombies him. Cause yeah, you know, the scene in zombie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> little man zombies. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is so where he, he screams and that that causes Clarice to go to go investigate. Uh, and, uh, and there's uh, we see that lights are shorting out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, so she goes in. The lights are off in this room. Um, and she I, I think she picks up the light that got knocked off the table while yes. this thing bum rushed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she slowly goes up the desk and that's when we see uh, <laughs> Blood. Dr. Star dead with an, a letter opener or a scalpel or whatever coming right out of his eyeball. And uh, she screams. And then we see the little man uh, <laughs> who looks like Colin. I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed. Yes. Yeah, this, this one yes. looked like him. Um, she For some reason, she breaks the bottle over the desk. And I thought she was going to like stab him. 
Yeah. But instead, she just picks him up and smushes his head. Like, why did you break the bottle? That doesn't make sense. Well, because um, we needed something to happen for 25 more seconds. <laughs> so. Yeah. And we, we already. <laughs> We already exercised all the leeway we could with that guy tapping that goddamn thing for 19 <laughs> seconds. Well, so she runs back to his room because now she hears another another scream, scream coming she from his room. She smushes the face and hears the scream. Yeah. And she so runs, she runs back. back to Dr. Collins' room. And now Dr. Collins has a smooshed face. Uh, um, and so one thing that I, I, I wanted to bring up, uh, aside from solid effects for for his face being smushed. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Um, and so the, the episode ends and it's um, Dr. Jarvis screaming to intercut images of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just slides down the wall, end of episode. I wanted to point out that this episode actually had editing. <laughs> Yes. It wasn't yeah. just scene to scene to scene. It was intercut building tension. Um good job. Yeah. People who worked so, on this episode. Yeah. The good only job. the only thing that was a little huh was that she screams and then she double screams to sink down the wall. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean she can't be perfect. She's, she's going she's going nuts. That's the episode. That is the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. How would we change anything? I don't know if this episode needs fixing. I don't I don't, I, I don't know that it needs fixing. I mean, it could be different. I feel like there are things that could be clarified, but I also don't mind the ambiguity of it. I think it was more of an atmospheric story, so I kind of just liked the the weirdness of it. I would prefer that a story be ambiguous than tell us too much that we don't need to know. I agree. And right. and that's that's something that I think that trans uh, that tales and monsters um, had kind of a problem of uh, is sometimes giving too much. You know, we we don't need you know several haunted exposition dumps in an episode. Just we can figure it out, dude. We're not stupid. Well, us- sometimes the magic just happens. Yeah, we yeah. didn't we didn't get nor did we need an explanation as to why the gray. Claymen worked. The work right. golems is yeah. kind of the or homunculi or something. Yeah, right. Was kind of the working thing that I was going with. Mm-hmm. That they were, yeah, just they were magic. Yeah, and I was because like, if you did start to ask questions, then it it's sort of you can spiral in that a little bit easy, yeah, easily yeah. because it's like, well, then why is there a clay version of her, and are they more? almost like voodoo dolls because you know he smashed the ear on the the one but it didn't smash his ear but then later that was my big thing got smashed that was my big thing with the ear is why didn't it smash his ear yeah was he dealing with his doll i don't think that that was his okay I, I mean, but if he's putting himself into all of these dolls a little bit himself is what he he wasn't putting the ears in that one maybe okay I don't know. It was just that seemed there are some things that are just off that it, it kind of if you drop that sound portion in the ear smashing, I'd have less problems in a way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just it made me start to question how much of himself is in the dolls. Yeah. Yeah. What's, better better to leave that vague. 
Right. Better to leave it vague and then have the one that is clearly him, him. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah. his sma- face smashed and then his face is smashed later. Yeah. Instead of like, I can hear what these dolls are hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, like at no other point did we use that to our advantage. Never. Like, right. the, you right. know, if the clay men went into another room to listen to eavesdrop for him. Cool. Then then I could get that. But it was like, drop that part. A little bit more um, character development between uh, between Dr. Colin and Jarvis. Or yep. Jarvis. Yep. And I would be fine. The horror, the horror. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there there were places they could have tightened it up a bit. Um, and, you know, if if the episodes had a little bit longer to to work, I think that they could have gone a little more in depth. But they the, could. I mean, they did a good job that it didn't feel like a haunted ex- exposition dump. Yeah, right. It was just a creepy atmospheric episode that works as long as you don't start thinking about it and pulling on threads too much which this episode didn't make me want to do yeah right like if they had more time to go into between dr star and dr jarvis about stop playing with the pen man (laughs) if they had more time to to develop the history of dr collins without dr collins Mm -hmm. telling the story Meaning, like, if Dr. Star were to say he did things and brought people back in a way that was almost magical, mm-hmm. not saying that that's a line that they would use, mm-hmm. but if they were to, were to have painted, he wasn't just a brilliant surgeon. He was able to do things with on the field when no surgeon... Yeah, no one else could do right. it, just him. Yeah, Right. And kind of leave it at that. To be like, oh shit, he can make body parts work again. I don't know, mm-hmm. just th- just spitballing ideas. Yeah. But all in, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the episode. No, yeah, no, I I liked the episode. I did it's too. got it's got pretty high reviews on uh, IMDb. It's got a seven point eight for the episode, which is uh, which is a really high score for yeah. uh, for a monsters app. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, um, since we need to give it a rating, what rating would you give it? Oh, well, can, uh, give us, give us a I, measurement. Can Johnny? I get a scale, yeah. though? Yeah. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how many uh, little clay wangs would you give this episode? <laughs> Honestly, I'm at 8 clay wangs. Uh, I'm at 7.5 clay wangs. Uh, yeah, I'll do 7.5 clay wangs. Nice. Yeah, yeah solid up. I, it's, a, it's a recommended. I don't think it's... It's um, a recommend. It's not a must-watch, but it's a recommend. Yeah. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter, T from the Dark Side at gmail.com if you prefer email. Um, thanks to everybody who's been talking to us, reaching out. We still have some stickers, so if you want one of them bad boys, just send us a message. Be happy to send some your way. Hey, everybody. Did I forget anything? Try, try to, to enjoy the daylight. Enjoy the daylight. Uh, try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. 
Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.